Today is Monday, February the 12th, 2024, and welcome to episode 47 of Farm Wife Sexy Life with the Candy Couple. My name is Julia, myself and my husband Aaron are a small homestead family in rural southwest Virginia that work every single day to merge homesteading and frugality. And I'm not sure what it's like on your homestead, but we're into a new year, new planning season, so... Um, on our homestead, it is my primary responsibility to start getting us ready for our garden. So I want to go over my steps to help you get ready for your planting season. And they're not long. I have a bonus step in there as well. If there's things that you're thinking about trying to figure out for your homestead. And I will say for this, this year, we're in a bit of a different season. This is my first year not having a regular nine to five job so i mean i'm actually one month into this <laughs> so i'm still getting my feet underneath me so this will be my first garden where i actually have more time to actually dedicate to the garden making sure that it is staying um weed free and if you hear my little one she is okay she is just attached and wants to be here with me dad's trying to get her to calm down um but it's here, we're ready, ready to start putting things in the ground, getting our seeds started, doing all the things that we love to do. And I'm really excited this year because I really have a lot of plans to stay on top of my garden this year. Last year I had a great garden, wonderful garden. All the things that we wanted to grow grew really, really well. We learned some things, especially about grass mulch and growing potatoes. So that's something we're going to be implementing more of this year. Um, but lots of different things that we learned last year. And I also learned like a lot of problem areas I need to work on. But here are some steps to take now for a successful gardening season. Number one, build your plant. This is so important. Are you seed starting? Are you buying? Get these things into your calendar. Figure out what you're going to do. Now, if seed starting, I completely get it. If you are an overwhelmed mom and dad and you just are trying to do a nine to five and seed starting just can't be working your schedule don't do it go buy your seeds go go buy your plants if you're not canning and you're just growing to eat you only need five or six tomato plants i mean you really do if you're not putting away the food you don't need as much if you're just growing to eat for a season go buy the plants there's no reason in this world for you to have to go seed start not really and for us, we do the seed starting. I did the seed starting half for the past few years. And I've learned a lot about what I can do right, what I do wrong. Um, and you, you just need, but when I say plan, you need to plan your calendar. When do you need to have these plants by? When do you need to be ready to go in the ground? There's one thing I'm not seed starting, that's celery. I've never, ever had a successful batch of celery come up. Is he starting ever? It's hard. The, they're finicky seeds, so we're buying those plants. So we actually need to make a plan to have those plants on order or before May. I need them ordered in April. So I would actually probably prefer them in March. I can keep them inside, keep them alive, keep them going underneath our green light or our lights to be ready to go in the ground April, May area. But you need to start that now. Um, I think it's 
farmersalmanac.com. It's one of the websites that we use. You can go in there, you can put in your date, see your expected frost date based off your zip code, and it'll actually go back and tell you how many planting days you have, so you can start to backdate if you have something that's going to take a longer time period that you need to start indoors. Uh, peppers, tomatoes, things like that. It's going to depend on your zone. Like, you can watch everybody. We watch a lot of people in Georgia, <laughs> like Haas <laughs> and other places, and their weather is just so different. Deep South Homestead, their weather is so different from us. They, they can start putting things in the ground. We can't even dream of it. Um, they're already getting food out of their gardens when we ain't even put anything in the ground yet because it still has a chance for a late frost and will kill anything we try to grow. So you really have to know your zone. You have to know your frost states. And that is what you're going to build your plan around. You can watch all the YouTubers in this world, me included, or podcasters in this world. It's not going to help you if you do not know your area. So build your plan off your area, your calendar zone, what you can grow with. Jack Spirico, he has to be very careful with his plan because once it gets too hot, he can't grow anything. He talks about it. It's like it gets scorching hot out here. It's so dry. We can't grow anything. There's just, we have a short window to grow some things because the weather's right for him. It's not because of cold or frost or anything like that. It is, it's a scorching heat for him. Totally get that. And he, he knows that because he knows where he lives. So that is what I say when you go with build your plan. You're going to plan out all of these things. You're going to set up your systems in your garden. I have lots of systems I need to get set up in the garden. I've been dreaming for years. And I'm talking years of a watering system in my garden area. And I'm going to get it this year. One way or another, we're going to get a watering system up near my garden where I don't, if we do need to water, we're not dragging a water hose or we're not dragging watering cans. We've done that many, many times. I want a watering system. It's so much easier. Even if it means once a, every couple of weeks I have to drag a water hose up to fill up a trough to use, that's fine. I'm cool with that. But that's so much easier for me versus having to carry up jugs often, especially for plants that might need more water, like tomatoes and peppers, because we we don't know what the weather's going to look like this year. We're expecting it to be drier because we had such a wet year last year for us. Um, we're just expecting dry conditions, so we'll see. But you want to set up your systems, get all of that figured out. If you're going to be doing drip irrigation, anything like that, you want to start figuring that out now, not later. So you want to make sure you, you're building out what you're wanting your things to look like. Drip irrigation doesn't work for us. We've looked into it. Um, it's just, it's a level of complication I'm not ready for at, by any means. I'd rather just use my garden cans in all honesty. I try not to water I really do. I I mean, it's going to be like a week of no rain before I actually water. And we'll push. We'll push till we can have to do weeks. Like, they're saying it's supposed to rain on Thursday. They're saying Friday. We'll hold. We'll like, just 
No, I, I try to really create systems in my garden where these plants are going to thrive on their own because I really don't want to have a garden that needs much more of my attention. I'm willing to give it where it needs it, but I'm really trying to kind of step back away from that as much as possible. But I do know like this year, I'll have the time that if, if it does need water, I can get up there and get it watered in the evening. So it has a little bit more moisture, but I don't want to overly water my garden and have those plants super dependent on that. I'd like to have more varieties that are more heat tolerant. It can handle longer periods without being watered. The next thing you need to do is take inventory. This is a whole bunch of stuff you need to look at. What are you planting? <laughs> um, one of the things I'm looking at this year and what I'm planting is I'm looking at what do I need to have on hand. So I need more carrots put away. I need broccoli put away. I need all of these things I need to take inventory of. The tomatoes, because we eat so many tomatoes. And I've gotten about 30 to 40 jars the past two years. And I feel really good about that. I would feel a lot better if I had 80. Because we just eat that many tomatoes. If you've watched any of my cooking videos, you know. It's nothing for me to open three jars of tomatoes in, in a cooking video. Because it's just what we do. But we love them. Um, but I know carrots, celery is a huge thing. We love celery. And I feel like it's so... Like, like I'm, I'm missing it because we only get it every once in a while at the grocery store because it's so expensive. So for me, I'm probably going to try to grow like 10, 10 celery plants to try to have enough to put away. And also Aaron loves it. He loves celery. It's one of his favorite vegetables. And if I could just go out there and cut him up a bunch of celery for him just to eat plain. Oh, he would be the most tickled person in this world with salad dressing. I just see his face now. So looking at all that, the things that I need to focus on in the garden, what seeds, I'm taking stock of what seeds I have. And we've talked about this before, Erin and I have, but we only focus right now on what we know we like to eat. So winter squashes, summer squashes, um, I can tomatoes, so I don't do, like, fresh any tomatoes. Like, we completely stop brandy wines. I, I don't have a lot of success with them. They are more prone to, to going bad on us. Um, like, they would rot before they ever started turning for me. I just stopped. I, this year, I just stopped growing them. Um, I did get some Tommy Toes. We got some little Tommy Toes. Aaron really, really liked. They're so tiny, though. Um... But I've really just decided I'm only focusing on things. Even like the foods we'd like to eat, I'm only focusing on varieties that are easy for me to deal with, easy for me to process and grow well for us. Um, there were some uh, watermelons this year we really liked. But the seeds were outrageous in these things. And I told her and said, I'm never growing another one of these. I don't care how well you like them. I won't process them. So if you want them, you have to understand you're going to be the one to process them, which means we won't be growing them. And that's nothing to be bad on Aaron. He just forgets. He's like, it, and he just sort of expects me to handle that because it's food. And that's okay. That's the roles we play. But I, I've just kind of put my foot down on a few things and a few, you know, certain things. Like if it's super seedy, um, we had these really pointy cucumbers. Like you couldn't... I don't even, I didn't even cut one open because I didn't know how to without cutting off my fingers. 
Um, I told him we weren't growing those again either. <laughs> like we're not we're not growing these again because if it's if I have to wear like a chainmail to cut it open, I've got a problem. So I've just sort of, I mean, you couldn't even carry the things. They were so spiky. The spikies on them were like an inch to two inches. They were just crazy sharp and they were prickly. It just wasn't worth it for me. So I'm looking at all of these things when I look at my seeds like, okay, yep, nope, these will keep, but they're not going to be priority. We're not really looking at growing these. Um, I'm also taking inventory of my garden area. What do I need to focus on? What do we need to work on? What needs to be worked on now? What do we need to plan on working on later? What do I need to have Aaron do for me in the garden? Like, he has to broth work for me. Like, we already know that. That's understood. I need him to get up there with broth work. The broad fork, the size we got, I might have been able to do the smaller one, but I'm pretty sure I couldn't have. It's it's made for him. It and it's a it's a workout. I mean, you he can do about half the garden at a time. Probably it would just push him to do a third, but that's something that's on his list. I'll be will hoeing. I'll be using the disc. I'll be using the tides, trying to get that ground really good and work through, ready to go for when we're ready to go in the garden and put everything up. Um, I also want to get some plastic on the edges where we're going to be putting buckets so that way we can kind of control the weeds. This is a small amount. It might be like a foot wide, but this area gets so weedy for me. Like we're talking... I've got weeds the size of trees in this area that I need to do something. So we're going to start putting these systems. We're going to take inventory. We look at the garden. We kind of start making plans. I need to get some more fence posts up in some areas to help support my fencing. All of these things need to be done. I also need to see what needs to be repaired. Prioritize what needs to be repaired now versus later. So I've got some fencing things I need to work on. I need to get some better fencing on the bottom of my garden because we have some little critters like bunny rabbits. I need to keep them out, period. Like I've got to figure out a way to keep them out. I also have some fencing I need to work on where my potatoes are going. My potatoes are going to go in the ground well before anything else goes in the ground in my other garden. The taters go in the ground around March already got one bag we're looking for our Nordic Reds right now because of that and where they are located and they're much more hands-off for us I need to get that fencing much sturdier up there now it's good the deer didn't get into them at all last year but we want to we want to lift that fencing up to create a something of a barrier for them and we also need to create a better door system up there this fencing is kind of removable. It's not something we're like expecting to be elk proof, <laughs> but it does kind of deter the deer. Like there's enough to eat out here that if the deer have to really work for it, they're not going to get into it. So it's enough to kind of deter them. The chicken wire was, they've kind of ignored it. And so it's worked out really well for us where it's been, but we're also aware that it's not always going to work that way. So we reinforced it last year because it needed it. And we worked through that. But we do know the door needs to be have a better system. And I need to really get it like some more height. So we're using like that plastic 
chicken wire kind of stuff to get some height because that would stop the deer from just leaning their head over and eating the tater plants. So that's a bigger priority for us because our potatoes go in the ground in March. We'll need to make sure we have that in place before, before the taters actually go into the ground. <sighs> Number three, take stock of your future plans, what you need to work on. And again, we're going to prioritize. So this year we're adding some additional beds outside of our garden area. We're putting in an in-ground strawberry bed. We're putting in an in-ground herb bed. And I know this is a lot of work for me. So this is a lot of work I need to get started on before spring. And I really have to look at this because the strawberry bed is going to take a lot more work than my herb bed. It just is because the strawberry bed is going to have to have some sort of covering on it to keep the deer out of it. it there's just no choice. Um, I would also prefer it to be like, um, I'm trying to decide if I want like a big four foot bed or two smaller two foot beds because it is going to be in ground. And my plan is to take hard wire cloth and some black screen or some sort of fencing and black screen and you know, put them together and make like a, kind of like a, not, not, not like a cold frame where you have the windows on top, but it's going to lay on top of it. So it'll be fenced in from the top in ground and the deer, you know, they'll have to really actually work to get to it. Not to say that they won't. And I want, I'm thinking hardwire cloth because a bunny rabbit could eat through the screen, but I think the screen would deter the deer because they wouldn't actually be able to get through it. And the hardwire cloth would keep the bunny rabbits from actually being able to get into it. So that's kind of where I'm leaning there. And I probably want it, I can't decide, 8 to 12 inches high. I want to make sure it's high enough that I don't really have to worry with it later. But it is going to be in ground. This is going to be the first of many strawberry beds on our property. Many. I, I have realized... This is something I'm going to need. I'm going to need several of. I'm probably going to need anywhere 10 to 15 strawberry beds. If Russ actually have some, I have to make sure they're all built the same way. So this is our first one where we're going to be testing out this kind of method that we're going to be putting into place. So we'll see how this actually works for us. Get these on your calendar. <laughs> get these into your calendar so I know for us I'm not actually going to have my strawberries come in till a little bit later and my herb bed I can't actually start that until a little bit later so I'm going to forget if I don't get these in the calendar I've got so many other projects happening right now that for me getting these in the calendar getting these set is what I need to make sure I'm getting these things done the way they need to be done. So that's where you want to start. You want to start by getting these in, getting this stuff into your calendar so you can make sure you have it done in time and you're actually putting these things into place now versus later. And you, you don't like end up having a hundred strawberry plants come and nowhere to actually put them. That that's what we've had happen before. We've had a whole bunch of stuff come in and nowhere to actually put it because we forgot it got away from us and we didn't think about it. It just left our mind and we're scrambling to get it done. And I've really decided I'm done with scrambling. 
I, ha I have. So we actually have a family calendar. At first it was my family appointment calendar. Now it's just a family calendar. This is where I put when I need to have things started for seed starting. I put anything that I think of as of any importance in this calendar. If we're going to go <laughs> get our vehicle, <laughs> it needs an oil change. I need it in this calendar. It, anything that we are doing needs to be in this calendar. All of our doctor's appointments. And it's set to send me a note on my phone three days before. So it's top of mind. We're doing the exact same thing to manage our social media. What are we doing? What videos are we doing? What podcasts are we doing? And this has really been keeping us very organized for the first part of this year. We've never been so organized. Not ahead, but we're organized. So, a few bonus tips. Things that I need to focus on as a new stay-at-home mom. <laughs> and things that I'm looking at. So, one of my biggest struggles this year is how how do I get up so early that, and don't wake up the baby? <laughs> Because I would like to get the majority of my weeding done and also my my weeding done. Because I can weed eat for about 45 minutes to an hour in the mornings um, or weed in the morning. And then once the sun comes up enough, I can start weed eating because there's areas that have to be kept down this year. We did not do a good job last year and we know it. This year, these areas have to be kept maintained so that is one of my big jobs is to keep these areas really controlled maintained keep them down and make sure that they're working well for us how do i do that without getting the baby awake so i'm really been struggling to figure out the best way to do this um because i'll be getting up 5 30 i don't want her up at 5 30 i want her up at like 7 30. aaron will still be in the house with her but he has other projects he needs to work on here in the house while I'm working outside on the homestead. So what do we do there? How do I do that? So my plan is to actually just go ahead and be ready. And then to have everything I need outside. So my rosies. Um, so I'll go to bed in clean outside outfits. Because I don't rewear my work outside outfits. I, I just don't like to do that. I will wash them after one wear. And we always wash gloves after one wear, period. It, it is understood. We do not rewear gloves more than once uh, because of poison ivy and other issues on our homestead. Um, so that that's one of the things I'm thinking. I'll have my rosies set up outside so I can slip those on their waterproof and I'll have my waterproof boots in an area on our screened in porch so I'm not struggling. I'll also have all my tools available where they are. That's another thing I need to take inventory. Making sure I have all the things that I need easily at hand where I can grab them and go. I also want to make sure my watering systems are in, my gardening systems are in place. So where is my will hoe? Is it easy for me to get to? Do I need to get a little shed up at the garden? I'm really thinking that might be something we need to look at to so have a small shed in the garden area that's going to protect these tools. But it's very easy for me to pull out a mattock, a hoe, the wheel hoe, all these things. And I only need a small one, like a hundred to $200 one. It could be the plastic resin, that's fine. But I need something that's going to protect my tools, spades, all these things I need to have access to. 
my watering systems. My watering can. I'd love to have a watering can up there. But we try not to leave too much stuff out in the sun because it does tend to dry rot on us. I got to get all my gear out and ready to go. From my tools to my clothing, all of these things, I need to have it out and ready to go. Sunscreen, I need to make sure I have that on hand because if I don't put on sunscreen, I will be burnt up. I need to make sure my hat is ready. Where is it? Can I find it? Anything that we could possibly think of. We want to make sure we're ready whenever it starts to happen. So right now, I have a bit of downtime. Things are kind of moving. I'm getting a lot of stuff done, but I have some more free time. So right now, what am I doing? I'm working on squashes, working on other things, working on things around the house. So why not take some of that extra time and get all of this stuff put into place and figure it out. Get it all planned out while I have my downtime. Let's start making these plans. So those are my bonus tips, the things I'm focused on this year. I really hope this podcast gives you some inspiration, some ideas to think about when you're getting ready for your garden this year. And if you have any questions, comments, anything you want to hear from me in a future podcast, please send those to the Candy Couple at yahoo.com and check out our link tree to see all of our other content. And as always, thank you for joining me on Farm My Sexy Life with the Candy Couple, where we work hard, live simple, and enjoy life. Have a wonderful day.